You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie back. Do you have a dog or a pet or anything? No, we did, but we gave it away. Mm, oh, because of the baby? Yeah. Does your baby, does, your, does, does, the, does the kid snore or anything like that? Not yet. You know what? My thing is to help me fall asleep, I'll listen to my dog snore. <laughs> and then like two minutes later, I'm like, I, I snore. Yeah. I snore now. Anyway, good intro. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and uh, you heard him just now. Our returning champ, the mighty DJ man, who's probably recorded most most hours of everybody uh, on the show. How you doing, man? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm glad to be here. Yes, and uh, you know, I haven't seen you. In, I haven't seen you in a minute, but I saw you at the Revolution show, and like we we're talking about the uh, on the previous show, like as you grow older, like you don't. You pick your battles in the sense that you don't go out just to go out anymore. Even if it's date night, you're like, you know what? If we're gonna go, we're gonna. It's got to be meaningful. It's got to be something dope. Especially when this artist that you know you might not be able to catch again because either they're dying or they're really on tour or whatever. So, yes, um, there are you know, like I was saying uh, earlier, I mean there are hand there, there's a handful of artists where I've had the opportunity to check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like God, what, what was it? Oh seven, oh eight. James Brown played at Stubbs. What? Exactly. When? It was like 07, 08. I forgot. And when I was just. I? Fuck. Exactly. I mean, I don't Fuck. know. I, I mean, oh, I, you I just mean, ruined my year. I mean, I slept. <laughs> I mean, I slept on it. And then, I mean, shortly after, I mean, I forgot what year he passed away. He died but in 06. It was in 06. He died uh, okay. on Christmas Day. 06. Okay. It, okay. It was before that. It was wow, like, hopefully. it was, it was in 07. <laughs> no, it, no, it was the James Brown hologram. All- and no, actually. It was right before he died, maybe a year or two before he passed away. Uh-huh. He he performed at Stubbs. Fuck. And I remember, you know, just typical Austin fashion. Eh, you know, we're all spoiled here. You know, I'll go check him out some other time. Yeah, I'd be at a festival sometime. And then, uh, and then a few years later, I mean, he was gone. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 really like that at this point. Like even when I saw Paul McCartney at ACL, I was like, <laughs> I'm not even a fan. But it's one of those, yeah, I can, you know, scratch that off my list. I saw Paul McCartney before either, you know, passes passes away or uh, he's not going to be, be performing again. I mean, the dude's like in his 70s now. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably in his mid to late 70s. Hey, man. Everybody, real quick. Introducing Baby Back. Baby Back is here. You want to say a word? Hello. You give me dead air, dude. <laughs> Nothing? Okay, if you have video, I mean, we we'll have video, so you can you can catch them. Don't hold, don't grab the mic. All right, I've got to pass them back, <laughs> so I can do a show. Once you start speaking French, we can uh, we can get on the mic and we can we can talk. Okay, you be nice. It's almost bedtime, by the way. Bye-bye. Sorry about that. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, artist dying. Like, who did you? So, to you, like James Brown was up there. Who else? Recently. Jeez, I mean, we've all had an opportunity to see Prince or Michael Jackson. I didn't get to see, you know, either or. Oh, you didn't catch him? I just never, yeah. You know, oh, it's crazy because, like, I like two nights ago, like, I, I rewatched it was Michael Jackson's This Is It, which is on Netflix. Right. And it was just all, you know, it was just all the rehearsals before he was supposed to go on tour. And then they were supposed to go to some dress rehearsal, like, in London. Yeah. To start the tour. Yeah. And then he dies. Yep. So they put all this work into this tour, you know, the dancers, you know, they, they interview the dancers and the musicians and the singers and 
they're all super amped because they're part of this tour. They're working with Michael Jackson. It's a mm-hmm. huge deal. And then, boom, he's gone. Yeah, you know? every dancer in the, I mean, every dancer in the world started dancing was influenced by Michael Jackson some way or another. Mm-hmm. And like I remember um, when I saw This Is It. That's the thing. Like you don't you don't think about all the production and all the stuff that goes into putting a show like that. And then here you are working with Michael. And Michael, would, uh, one one line that really stuck with me is that I think it was the you way, the way you make me feel. And he asked the guy on the piano. He goes, "No, you got to let it bathe in the moonlight." Like that was his, his instruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember the that they dude. were they they were doing kind of like this kind of swingy kind of version, you know, yes, kind of yeah. like a Sinatra type loungy version of it. And he was just like, you know, the guy was kind of playing it straight, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. But he was just like, I want you to like, I don't know. He, no, was he just, said, let it bathe in the moonlight. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the, that's the word he used. I'm like, how the hell? Like, if you don't, you're working with fucking Michael. Like, there, there's, you're already up there. Like, there's a, there's a standard and you have to know what that means. Otherwise, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I could tell that Michael Jackson is not like a musician. Musician, right? I don't, you know, he doesn't play any instruments. I don't think he could really read music. Mm-hmm. I think James Brown was the same way, where he did not know how to read music or really play instruments, but he did he the same the thing, where he would tell like the band, like, I'll, like he'll just sing it or like sing the yeah. notes, or I want it to sound this way, and the band would have to replicate it. You know? Yeah. So. And um, James Brown had this thing. Uh, I was watching. There's a documentary on Netflix. It, everything goes back to fucking Netflix. Watch yeah. out. Uh, I'm There's a documentary about James Brown where he, like, when James Brown when he was on stage, and he would, he would go like this. He would like go five, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, mm-hmm. and he would do that to a band member. That means I'm taking five, ten, twenty, twenty-five dollars out of your paycheck. Oh, because wait, you wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that's so crazy because James Brown was that crazy. Yeah, he would like he was find like that. his like band, like his musicians, if they were late or something like that. I was just watching that Tina Turner, like that Angela Bassett movie. What's love got to do with it? I've Have you ever seen that? that? Oh, no. dude. Dude, with Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence with Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> he's <laughs> like cool. he's like Ike Turner. This dude is he like plays Ike Turner. He is out of dude. This movie <laughs> is like part of my French. It's fucked up, you know. And like, dude, he's like beating her up. He's like just like finding like Lawrence Fishburne as Ike Turner. Yeah, dude, he does a good job. <laughs> That's like a bad joke, but okay. like I read somewhere like that, like as far as like villains in a movie, uh huh. He's up there with all those like. With, I mean, Ike was an asshole. We all know that, but but I didn't know Lawrence man, Fishburne this was dude, this there. movie, dude. There's a part, not to give away the movie, there's a part where this is towards the end of the relationship where they flew to Dallas uh-huh. to, to perform a show. And and when they were at the when they were at the airport in Dallas and they were about to go to the hotel, Tina didn't want to get into the limo and, and Ike was like, Get in this, you know, get in, get in, get in. And she's like, No, no, no. And then they get in and they start arguing and Ike just starts beating her up. And then Tina starts fighting back. You know what I mean? And then they, when they get to the hotel, dude, they look like they've just been in like this huge brawl and whatever. But it's just everything about it is crazy. Like Lawrence Fishburne does a, an insane job because the dude was crazy. He was just hopped up on coke. So and- Angela Bassett plays Tina? Yeah, it's really good. 
<laughs> Dude, it's so good. How close is it to the real, you think? To, to the real stories from that couple? Well, I think this was based off... Is it Tina, based on Tina's story? Yeah, it's based on her book. Okay. And then um, there was one point where where Tina teams up with Phil Spector, you know, the Wall of Sound guy, um, the producer. Um, uh -huh. And so it's funny because when... When Tina teamed up with Phil Spector, I, I really don't think Ike was into it. But later on down the line, when when um, when Ike was on his way out, I think that Phil like befriended him, and then I think he spoke at his funeral. But anyways, in, like in an interview, Phil said like, "Yo, this movie is a piece of shit. Like it's just total trash." It's oh like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know. I just I just refuse to. I don't know. I mean, there's. I'm not see. I'm I'm not too big on bio movies. Like yeah. I I I saw. I started watching. Uh, oh, the James Brown one with the Black Panther. That's how I call it. Yeah, that, yeah. Right. So I started watching it, and the first thing I do before I even watch the movie is actually no. I do it as I'm watching the movie. Is did this really happen? Like James Brown meeting Bobby Bird in jail. Is that really what happened? So while I'm watching it, I'm actually fact-checking the damn thing because they can take whatever liberty they, uh, you know, liberties they want when it comes to a biopic. Uh, the, what was the another one that came out? I never saw the, the Biggie one. Oh, I no, didn't those, care those for are, it. Those, I never those, care for the Tupac one. Yo, those are trash, dude. And that, uh, you know I mean? The Queen one that just came out, I didn't care for it either. And I, I love I Freddie Mercury. It. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But, yeah, the Tupac one and the Biggie. What's so funny about that movie that the same dude who plays Biggie in that Biggie movie plays Biggie in the Tupac movie. Well, I hope they would. I mean, they, they, I, for continuity, it's the they same have to. dude. Well, I mean, is um, is is Snoop anywhere? You in the in the oh, Tupac one? What, is it the what, guy from NWA? What's, what's fucked up about the Tupac movie is the guy that they played. The guy that played Snoop in the Tupac movie, they overdubbed Snoop's voice. Huh? Yeah. Oh, see, no, I can't. That's weird. So the only one maybe that was okay was the NWA one. And that here's was, why. That, that was good. So the, the only part that I hated, and I knew that was going to, I knew watching it that it was going to come down to that, is so they introduced Snoop, right? So this kid plays Snoop. And then at one point they get in, they go to Dre's house, and Dre starts playing the nothing but a G thing beat. And all of a sudden Snoop goes, one, two, three, into the four. And then, and then the song comes up. And, I, and I'm like, is that really how it happened? Because I doubt it. It wasn't one of those moments. You see what yeah. I mean? Like, they try to make it like it was all organic. And then there was this magical moment where Dre played two seconds of not, nothing but a G thing. And then Snoop just got the lyrics right then and there. And I'm like, uh, no, that's too much. That's Hollywood shit. Yeah. I that, mean, that's sure not beef with biopics. Yeah. Sure. But, but I, I don't, I don't, it's even, even movies uh, that, that have. Man, this turned into a movie fucking review show because we talked about <laughs> movies in a previous show. Yeah. No, but it's, that's okay. We can move on to other shit. No, no, but that's cool. But a, any movie that's based on a true story, to me, it's, it's always, okay, how close was it to the true story? The Parts of it is Hollywood stuff and part of it are true. And you, I spend my time trying to figure that out versus really enjoying a good movie. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, with the, with the you know, not to, continue to talk about you know the tina turner movie i mean it was one of those movies where i was like i was kind of drawn into it where i wasn't like 
You know how you watch the Biggie movie or the Tupac movie? You know what, that dude? Yeah, of course, the dude that played Tupac looked like Tupac. But, sure. You know, but I got lost in the Tina Turner movie. I wasn't thinking, whoa, that's Angela Bassett. And, oh, that's, you know, that's, you know, what's homeboy's name in The Matrix? Well, Fishburn. Yeah, no. What what was his what was his um, Morpheus, right? Morpheus, Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. More, Oh, you can't get that out of yeah. your head. Or yeah, or that you know <laughs> that's that's a, that's the dude that was the little kid in Apocalypse Now that yeah. got killed on the boat. You know. I and, mean, we all do that when you watch a movie and you go, "Oh, that's so and so from some from so and so," and then you can't get that out of your head. Mm-hmm. Especially if it, if you're if you're that that character like. If uh, what's his name, Jaleel White, was to make any movies, you're like, no, that's fucking Urkel. <laughs> Sorry, I can't take exactly. you seriously. I can't take you seriously. You're fuck- yeah. To me, you're still Urkel, and it sucks. I- I'm sure, like as an actor, it sucks when you're you're known for that character, and all of a sudden you try to like you know squish your career or try to do something else or you know um, play more serious type characters or whatever, and people still remember you as the dork and you know in that whatever movie. Yeah, it's gotta be annoying. But you know, there's I like it when people have, you know, um, come across initially like a certain way. Uh-huh. You know, they're known for being like, oh, like the, like for example, like Rodney Dangerfield. You know, like he's the he's the jaded old sure. guy who doesn't get any respect. Yeah. And then you see him in Natural Born Killers, and he's like this terrible evil dad. He was really? Juliet Lewis's dad. Remember? Nah, I don't he was remember. all feeling her up and shit in the movie. Remember that? No, dude. It was like. <laughs> This crazy, you know, y'all giving me homework like the no, best couple shows. No, seriously, dude. Like that's the crazy thing about him. Like he's like this funny comedian guy, uh-huh. like talking about how he doesn't get any respect. And then you watch Natural Born Killers, and he's like this dirty, perverted dad, you know, wearing a dirty wife beater, you know, white tank top. Excuse me, it's wife you beater. Uh, you okay? Are you buying into the PC shit? <sighs> man, you just never know, dude. You know what I mean? Like I, I hate. No, look, man. Like I. First of all. When you start giving disclaimers before you start talking to where you have to say, oh, this is my opinion. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Go ahead. Like, for you, for all of us here in the room, uh-huh. it's okay. You know what I mean? But there are certain words, like, that you... The trigger ones? That you could say 10, 15 years ago, and it was okay. Uh-huh. You say it now, and it's like, I mean, there's hell to pay. You know what I mean? I, I And I don't walk around saying the F word and... Like the C word, what, what word. or or what you F know, word? Now you're you know, making me say the F saying, word in my saying, head. Saying and calling, a, <laughs> you know, saying a, you know, you know, calling a, you know, a certain group of people, you know, Retarded. a word that kind of sounds like granny. You know what I mean? I just, it, it's just, I don't want to be taken the wrong way, and because, and I understand that, you know, those words can be hurt, hurtful. Uh-huh. Now, like. I mean, I was at the pet store the other day, you know, no, no, serious, real talk. And like, I was the guy behind the counter. We started talking and he, and he was just like, we started talking about the eighties or whatever. And then we started talking about eighties movies. Mm-hmm. And I just said, yo, like if you watch like some of these like funny movies from the eighties, they're fucking crazy racist. If you like it and by, by 2018 standards. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, and we, and I, and, and we were just both kind of like, going back and forth about how it's just the landscape is completely different now where I'm not saying we're sensitive, yes. but we're more enlightened and there's a new consciousness no. now. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. I feel like we are moving forward in a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. But we're moving backwards on a lot and of that's things. that's one of them. You know what I mean? Is that one of them? You know, like I'm not going to sit here and like 
talk about the orange guy and like what's going on with you know we don't want to go there but i'm just saying that we can if you want to no i don't want to go there but it's just (laughs) that's for another time but i feel like we're moving forward on a lot of things i think that the i think sometimes the more i well i think the more we move forward i think the more we're going backwards and then we're also not simultaneously like we're getting more sensitive yeah. I, I think it's one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, and I've said this many times, I think that the the vast majority of people are just okay, are just good-mannered people, right? I think everybody, to some degree, uh, that's what average is. Like we all, like if you think of a bell curve, most people are in the middle, right? And then you have these extremes and that's who's yeah. the loudest, and that's who we pay attention to, and that's that's who gets covered. Every time you see a story on Huffington Post or CNN or whatever, and the headline reads, Twitter, this happens, blah, 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 happened, and Twitter is angry. Or so-and-so eviscerates, blah, 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 and I'm like, it, it's, it's, not, it's not everybody. It's, it's just a few people. Who just we got nothing else to do? Who just looking for something to be outraged about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all this fake outrage, and here's the thing: everyone is so angry about like, they got nothing everything. else to do. You know, everyone has like you know, it's like everyone like I don't know, like a certain button's getting pushed, but the, it's so funny, and then it creates this outrage, and then like where's the outrage forty eight hours later? No, it's gone. It's, gone. it's gone. I mean, th- th- that's the thing. We're we're, we're living in an information era. Right. Yeah. Like where we are bombarded with information 24 seven because we have these magical devices in our pockets called our phones. Right. And to where at no moment you don't you, you rarely take a moment to just sit back and look at the sky. When's the last time you did that? Yeah. Yo, word up. Like, <laughs> seriously, man. We'll like, when the was wall. the last time you. Yeah. Like, I mean, I try to do this at, like as much as I can where. Just like I'm, I usually do this when I'm like in my backyard with my dog. I'll just look up, you know, and just and try to find shapes in the clouds. Yeah, or just look at the sky, going like, this beats like my iPhone screen. You know what I mean? Like I made a pledge, not a pledge, but I, I promised myself that anytime I'm standing in line, I won't pull out my phone. Yeah. Whether it's at the grocery store, at the restaurant, wherever I'm standing in line, I'm not gonna pull out my phone because that's the number. That's where. It happens for everybody, and I just I just stand there like a human being and look around. No, absolutely, absolutely. I had dinner with like this old school friend of mine uh, a couple months ago, maybe longer than that, and we were sitting at this restaurant, and I'm like, "What the fuck did we do like in the '90s when we were sitting in the dentist's office? Like, what were you doing? You know, like you grab a magazine from like five years ago. Hell yeah! <laughs> like, what was I doing like at the tire store when I was getting a flat fix? Like, what you know, what were we doing? No, like here's the thing. Like I feel like it's not okay to be bored anymore. When was the last time you really were bored? Think about it. I'm, I'm never bored. You know what I mean? I can, like, I, I can like, find this, the smallest it. shit. We just have this problem with being bored, or we have this problem being alone not, with ourselves. Yeah, not being occupied. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I have this thing about social media. You know? Um, <laughs> oh, to, here we go. Not to no, 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 no. This is not funny, but oh, like, come on. Not to get too deep on everyone. Like, please, please. I remember when. When I was a kid, um, like my neighbors, like four doors down, um, you know, there was like, 
you know, brother and sister, and I used to play catch like football mm-hmm. with you know the guy, and I was friends with you know his sister. You know, it was it was cool. We were like in middle school or something, and I just like they were like half white and half Asian. So mom was like you know, she was probably Korean and like dad was white. Okay, but when this dude like the dad would come out. While we were playing outside, it was just like everyone, like it, like everything stopped. You could tell this dude was just a mean guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mean. And I would see it sometimes, like how he would act. It was just weirded me out. So I just remember that, like, you know, th- the guy's name was Floyd, and then his sister, like, they just hated their dad. I, mm-hmm. c- I could tell. You could feel it. You know. Mm-hmm. And so many, 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 many years later, you know, um, my aunt moves into that house and my uh my cousin my cousin tells me yeah man like uh in the closets of because i remember i was like wow man you're living in like this house my friend used to live in and she goes man you know what mel like in the closets of this house like in the bedrooms the the rooms that the brother and sister lived like Mm -hmm. slept in or it was their rooms or whatever they covered the walls with just with pen like they would write about how much they hated their dad whoa there's that, a plot for a movie that is fucking <laughs> social media now because people like think about it like it, it when people get slighted or something happens to them what is the first thing that people do they grab their phones they, yeah. they i mean granted i am guilty of that maybe not as much as most sure but i feel like it's like this you know, it's almost kind of like a part of like all these processes that we have every day. Like, like into I, a car accident, the first thing you do before nine one one is like tweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like no, like eating, like like taking a picture of your food is part of the digestive process now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Think it's about true. it, dude. No, it is. It's, it, but here's the thing: you you don't you know like 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 anybody like we all know too much of anything is not good for you. Right. The problem with social media, I think, is that it's the same problem with the Internet. It's just social media just made Internet's problem even bigger. The problem with the Internet is that when we were sold the Internet back in the 90s and they said, yo, we got this this shit. It's a bunch of computers connected to to, to each other. And with that, you'll be able to, to communicate with people from all around the world. There's going to be this highway of information and there's going to be a lot of stuff on there. You'll be able to research and, and there's a browser called Netscape, another one called Internet yeah. Explorer, whatever. Right, right, right. And you're like, oh, that's dope, right? And so and people are like, okay, that's cool. Now you have access to all this information, the good and the bad information. Or the violent information or the inappropriate information, right? Then you have social media to it where we go, oh, check this out. We got this thing and now you'll be able to connect with your college buddies and your your high school friends from back in the day and be able to catch up and be able to know what they're up to and they can post pictures and videos and you'll be able to share your life for the rest of the world. So talking to everybody and nobody at the same time, great. And then now it's like, you know, kids have committed suicide because they bullied online and people are so uh, attached to their phone that they have to go to rehab. There are rehabs in Japan where, where you kids go to because right. they're addicted to their phone. They made lanes on the sidewalk 
for when for, so, <laughs> yo, for walking with yo, your phone down. Yo, don't get me started Seriously. because like I, I I see it all the time. Like I see so many people running to poles and yeah, the cro- like that's the one thing. Don't ever cross the street while you're playing on your phone. Like put the phone down. Like cross like it'll be the best five seconds you'll ever spend because people are always running red lights. You yeah. know, like you, it's it's ridiculous. But I I I honest. I think this is my take on social media. It's it's I think it's like this portal, if you will, or this way of people to convey um, how they don't like change. It's just think about it. Think about what people are posting all the time. They like it's all about how it's either like something it's something that's changing that they like or they're talking about change that they don't like. Think about it. Okay. Think about it. People are always complaining about the traffic here. I am one of those. Sure. You know, like people are always complaining about the orange guy, you know, and they're always. Well, it's politics. It's yeah, movies, yeah. They're complaining. So, sure. You know, it just, you know, like. It's a, it's a complaint platform. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's like it's it's this this space where everyone could either embrace it or like talk about like liking it or most of most of the time, it's disliking it. You know, think about it. It is, like, you know, um, people complaining about like, well, today's rap music sucks compared to like, you know, '90s hip hop and, you know, and like <laughs> old man, like like <laughs> yeah yeah like Florida Georgia Line sounds like fucking crap compared to like Hank Williams Senior or no, whatever. No, but I, you know? but but again, you're giving everybody a microphone. You're giving everybody no, a loudspeaker, and you're going go at it and express yourself, right? But here's the thing: at the end of the day. <laughs> People don't cannot accept opinions anymore because whatever you put on there, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you put on there, it's it's your right to go on there and then put out and spew out whatever the fuck you want. Right now, because that information is up there, when it's up there, it's up there forever. Even if you delete it, somebody took a screenshot of that shit. Sure. It's going to post it later. Right. But now you have to deal with the consequences of it. Whereas if you had. If you had had that conversation with that person um, face-to-face, where there was an actual exchange. Yo, a lot of times that, that, was, wouldn't, that would never happen. That would never happen. Because never people happen. don't have no. the balls to, to confront someone in person. No. You know what I mean? I, I got insulted once. Um, I think I, I don't know if I talked about this before. But anyway, my sister, there was, there was this guy that was talking about, uh, it was the, during the uh, Black Lives Matter like when Black Lives Matter was at at its peak, right? Right. And um, this guy start, started talking shit about, you know, why I'm like uh, I'm not a racist, but like this long ass paragraph about how he's not racist, but you cannot uh, reason with black folks because they're violent and blah blah blah. blah right. Jeez. Okay. Okay. So there's there's an entire thread going on. Sure. I'm talking like hundred comments deep. My sister tags me in one of them, and goes back like is in back like check this out, right? Check this dude out. I'm like, look, I ain't got time. First of all, it's Facebook, and it's not a real conversation. Just people posting articles that agree with what they're saying, that confirm yeah, what they believe, mo- right? Yeah, it's just yeah, mob yeah. mentality. Everyone's like dogpiling. Right. Like that's, that's the thing about what you're saying is that people will flock to like-minded people. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, that's so how there's, it works. Like, there's a line and, drawn and, in the sand. But there's an algorithm that does that too. So, yeah. I'm, so I, just, I literally commented on that thread, yo, I ain't got time for this shit. I'm at work, and, you know... This is this is why we can't have conversations anymore because people just post on there and then this takes out the dude isolates me 
and starts talking shit about me. And I'm like, and, that, and, that, and that's when you and don't even respond. my point. Well, and, and you just don't respond to it. You know what I mean? Because the thing about like people like hating on you or sending comments like that, it's like when you don't acknowledge it, if you don't even acknowledge their existence, like they might as, I mean, they don't exist. If you don't even, if you don't even dignify any of it with any sort of response, it just, it's dead in the water. Oh, he told me. I'm like, look, you're just saying that I'm not, if we were face to face, you probably wouldn't say these things. He goes, yeah, I will. Give me your address. I will find you and shit. I'm like, look, man, <laughs> I ain't got time for this. Seriously. But the point is when the conversation is digital, whether it's on Reddit, on Twitter, Facebook, it's Instagram, straight up text message. You can never, you can never, ever, there's, you can't, there's no emotion to it. There's no tone to it. There's no color, no pun intended. No, you can't tell Tone, tone does not translate. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah there's yeah, yeah. no there's no nuance or anything like that. You just don't know what's going on when they text it, and you'll take it the wrong way. You know what I mean? I've I've been guilty of All that. All caps means you're screaming. I, I've, I've been guilty with that, like <laughs> with with like in the past many times with like even just simple text messaging, whether it's like my mom or my family or uh-huh. or like a friend, I will take whatever they text me the wrong way, and then I'll see them, and it's like. Yo, what are you talking about? I was just like, I text K. Yeah. I hate when people text K though. Yeah. It's kind of fucking annoying. But like, um, since tone does not translate via text, what uh, what what I hate the most when it comes to text messaging. Text messaging is great to just send information, like yo, meet me at blah blah blah. Or this is here's like this is like like an email. That's how I see it, right? It shouldn't be back and forth. We could have just picked up the phone and like. Iron this out in, in, in two minutes. And now we, we've been texting for two days, right? Sure. But people who text back and forth, and then you're like, I'm tired of texting. Let's just call. And then they don't answer the phone. You ever get this shit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm dude, you're I can't judge. I'm guilty of that. I always think people to throw their phone across the, across the room, like, fuck this shit. I'm like, no, let's just finish this over the phone. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I was talking to a buddy the other day um, from out of state, and, and he expressed those words. He's like, you know, I, I'm not a real... I, I do text, but I'm not really big on it because I want to talk to you because whatever I say could be misinterpreted or whatever. So I'd rather just knock it out in 30 seconds and then it's done. And you, we're both on the same page and there's yeah. no reading into it, you know, and I'm with it. I'm guilty of that too, where I won't respond to texts and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that will watch oh, this or hear it. this. I can, hey, hey, I can attest to that. Yeah, where, I mean, <laughs> sometimes like, like, like last night, like, you know, after the Texas game, when I got home, um, I I had dinner, and I uh, I started watching the da- oh, wait, made the Kansas City the Cowboys, game. and then the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Kansas City played, and then Dallas played. Towards the end of the Kansas City game, I started getting really sleepy. You know what I mean? Like, because I had to be at 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 Frank Irwin Center super early, and uh, I was so tired. Like, and people were texting me, and I didn't even want it. I'm like, you know what? I'm so tired. I don't want to deal with this right now, you know? Well, uh, and I'm like that a lot where like if I'm so run down like that, I don't sure. want to talk to anybody. I mean, that's when I completely shut down and, you know, and and I know some people will take it personally, you know what I mean? No, if they know you, they know your schedule, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But but there are people who will take it the wrong way. It's kind of they will take it the long the wrong way like you would say, "Yo, Mel, like right right now, like, "Hey, Mel, how's it going today?" And I'm just like <laughs> 
Well, okay, you put it this way. Put it, put I'm sure you've had people like straight up, like you've been around people, like you know, like hey, hey, Tom, Dick, and Harry, what's going on? And they just don't say a word to you. You're like, hello, I'm, I, I'm like two feet, you know, away from you. Like at least be at least polite enough to to um, reciprocate the the courtesy. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. If if it's face to face, like I will always, I, I was I was raised to where. If you walk into a room and you know people, the thing to do is to acknowledge them. I was raised that way. Now, the thing is, it depends on what your texting behavior is. Like, my texting behavior, I reply pretty quickly because I always have my phone on me. Sure. Right? So, uh, for example, I, my mom, when my mom texts me and she's in Africa and there's like six hours difference. Yeah, where does your mom live in Africa again? Senegal. My, okay. My dad yeah. just retired, so okay. they, all, they moved back, yeah. Someone was asking me, like, where's your friend from? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I totally forgot. Wakanda. That's where I'm from. Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda is the Munda. Pick one. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I've, I have the, the good or bad habit to reply quickly to text messages. So if my mom texts me and I don't reply within a minute, something's wrong. And I could be doing whatever. Oh, I my God. I could be taking a yeah. shot. I could be with the sure, baby. Sure, sure, sure. I could be driving. But if I don't respond, then she'll call me like back. What's wrong? I try, I try to call you, and you text me. I I, I text you. You didn't reply. I'm like, mom, I I. But I gave. But that's a bad habit that I she that I gave to my like that I do with my mom. Right. Not to change the subject. Like, go ahead. I mean, I don't know if it's gotten to the point in your life where like when your parents call you, like you're expecting something bad to happen. No, no, no. Like for me, I talk to him once a week. Okay, well, see, with with like with my parents, they're getting older. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And like when my mom's like call, how old? Are you? What's up? No, like 60s. my parents, like my parents. Yeah, sixties, seventies. Yeah, yeah, they're up there. They're like in their seventies now. Uh-huh. And so when when my mom, like like for example, my mom like called me at eleven thirty, and that's two, weird. Two nights ago, and I was just like, like, and I'm like thinking, you know, they they should be in bed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I just got weirded out. Oh my god! I, like I, 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 when I saw that, I'm like, oh my god! Like, I hope everything's cool. You know mm. what I mean? Um, I've just been thinking like that, and I know it's weird and irrational, but why well, you get parents get older? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you that's, know, that's normal. It, I think that's normal. Yeah, you know, and I think it all stems from like two, like a couple years ago when my grandma was going out. Like my mom was constantly like texting me and calling me, and like, yo, Mel. She didn't say yo. She said hey Mel. <laughs> <laughs> she goes hey Mel. Oh, I can see your mom. No, yeah, yo, my girl. mom's saying yo. Your mom doesn't say yo. My mom would contact me and say hey Mel, like get your things together. Um, you might want to buy a, buy a plane ticket because I think this is it with your grandma. And every time, and it happened a handful of times, and then she would like call back, like maybe a day later or forty eight hours, and she's like, okay, your grandma's okay for you know she's okay, but be ready you know oh, and it was man. like that for like a few months and, and then it, and then it was like were you there did, uh, did you make it i got to see my grandma uh maybe less like a few weeks before she passed away because i was going back and forth a lot because like where, I, where are they um los angeles oh, okay so, so i was i was flying back and forth and it was just it was just a crazy experience and you know i don't really want to get sure, into sure. it too much but you know i think just that weird feeling when your parents are like contacting you at weird hours 
it kind of brings that kind of back, brings that back a little bit. It's kind of like PTSD a little bit where, yeah. you know, I, I've talked to other people where they kind of feel the same way. Like, man, whenever I hear from my parents and they're getting older, like sometimes I think it might be something bad, you know? So I was getting older too. I mean, yeah. I, what my, what I've, what I've done. Um, so my parents, my dad just retired uh, 40 years at IBM. He's the reason why I'm in Austin. Because we he got the job. I mean, we're in Africa, in Senegal, and he said, I got a job in France, so he moved to France. Fifteen years later, he got a job in Austin, so he moved to Austin, right? So I've been here 21 yeah, that's years crazy. almost. Yeah. So he's the reason why I'm here. He's re- he retired uh, last summer, and you know. And then he peaced out. He's like in he's in. He's Senegal. He's in Senegal. Yeah, okay. but he, he doesn't sit like he's like I'm still going to be working. He's trying to you know do a consulting business now and all, yeah. write a book and all kinds right. of stuff. Anyway, he's, he's he's a workaholic. That's that's just how he is. Yeah, and so. This past Thanksgiving was, we're like, we had we had told each other as a family earlier earlier in 2018, like, look, Thanksgiving, we're all gonna get together again, right? So this past Thanksgiving, everybody came. So my younger brother, who lives in California, came. My sister who lives in New York now. Hmm. She came down. My young- I think I've met your sister a couple times, right? Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So so everyone did did Marcy go and the kid? Did what? Marcy. We're all in Austin. Oh, they, they all came here to Austin. Oh, to Austin. Okay, yeah. I thought y'all went older, to Senegal. Okay. No, no, my older brother is here in, in, okay. in Cedar Park. My youngest brother is in, is in Australia, and he came, and my parents came from Africa, right? So f- that was the first time we were all together in maybe five or six years, and I hadn't seen my mom in three years. Wow. I talked to her every every week, but I hadn't seen her in, in three years. So yeah, she wild. came for, they all came for Thanksgiving. We had the, our Thanksgiving was like, it was so much fucking fun because we, we're, we're loud. We dance, we play music and all that, all that stuff. And like, we were, we were trying to come up with the Thanksgiving uh, meal, the menu. <laughs> and my sister goes, you know what? I would have bolognese. I don't give a shit. And I'm like, no, I can make that. And my brother goes, no, I can make it. And then it turned into a bolognese sauce contest. So all four of us made our own sauce, right? And my parents were the judge. Wow. Well, that's so cool. Th- that was our Thanksgiving, right? That's awesome. And so uh, after that, so they were here for like a week or so. And after that, my mom flew to New York with my sister to stay there for a few, uh, a few weeks, right? Mm. Before, she go, before she went back to Africa. And I'm like, and literally the week before Christmas, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to surprise my mom. I'm, I'm going to buy a, a ticket to, to New York and I'm going to surprise her. The ticket was like 800 bucks or some shit. Right. Uh, last minute ticket. I was there. I went to New York for 48 hours. I show up. I surprised her in the middle of a Target at on 34th Street. And she was like, What's going on? What's happening? Where's the baby? Why are you here? And she she almost hallucinated because she was she'd been tired and shopping and all that stuff and her health is not You should have like worked out something with Target where you got like a like a Target like shirt <laughs> and a in a name tag where like uh ma'am uh, can I help you? Need no, help? I came out of nowhere and I called her on the way. I w- I was in the lift on my way to to downtown Manhattan right. from Harlem. And I, and I said, and she asked me, so how's the baby? I'm like, yeah, the baby's good. He's, he's napping right now. Marcy went out with her sister. Like, I'm mm-hmm. still in Dallas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I show up, and she just, like, she froze, and she had to sit down. And 
so I spent 48 hours with my mom. And we ended up going to this joint. I just looked up a uh, place in uh, on the east side where they, they serve uh, couscous. And they had, there was like a club in the back. I got to, you know, have a couscous, couscous royale. If you ever had a couscous royale, have, I don't think there's yeah. one in Austin. But have couscous. Well, I'll, I'll how, how often do you go to New York? Not often. I was there in June for 48 uh, hours again uh, okay. to visit my sister and I had to take care of some stuff for my dad. You need to go to Miss. Have you been to Miss Lily's? That Jamaican, that Jamaican, uh, I think there's like maybe three of them, two of them. I can't remember, but I've been to one of them. And what is it? It's a Jamaican restaurant, and it's like full on dance hall, dude. It's oh, like, they got a they got a they got a dance hall club in the back. Because the minute you said something about like the restaurant with a club in the back, it, it me I just started thinking about Miss Lily's. You no, would love it. No, look, I mean, that, I, the more I think about it, and I I went to New York twice in the year, which is rare. Uh, f- both times 48 hours and both times like I went out by myself and did some crazy shit. Yeah. Like when I was there in June for 48 hours, the first night on the Friday, I bought tickets to the UMTV Raps uh, 30 year anniversary. Oh, you went to that? Yeah, I went to that at nice. the Buckley Center. And then the next day, we went to this brunch joint in Harlem and I think I talked about this before, but brunch there, hey, Austin, they got shit on brunch because their brunch, dude. Oh, let me tell you, they had two DJs. We were supposed to just go there for a couple hours, have brunch, and come back and like, kind of walk around downtown, right? And we stayed till fucking seven seven p.m. from noon to seven because it was a fucking party. Yeah, two DJs playing dancehall, hip hop, old school, zook. Caribbean music. People were dancing on tables. Even the staff was like rapping and singing along yeah. and shit. And I'm like. That's the kind of energy I like. That's cool. Like, I have this thing about brunch. Remember when brunch was, I'm going to go eat breakfast at, like, at, at 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. And, sure. And, you know, we're going to start the day off a little late. When did it become, like, a douchey inst- uh, extension of the night before? I don't you know. know. I mean? Like, it's just weird. It's just like weird. Mimo- you can it, knock off of mimosas and shit. Bottomless. I don't, <laughs> don't want to hear, like, peak hour like 2 a.m. dance music while I'm eating my pancakes. No, but that's not... The thing is, is that now that... As you get old... First of all, the crowd there was probably 32 plus. Yeah, I would say 32 What plus. In New York? In New York. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'm just... I th- in general. I mean, like, brunch is like this thing. I think... I think we're at a point now where we're trying to monetize everything. You know what I mean? And, like, brunch used to be this simple thing where, like, you know what... It's Sunday. Let's take our time. Sure. Brunches, like you go out and you have like this great breakfast like later than earlier. And then that's it. And then you go home. Now it's like Sunday fun day. Dude, it's like, <laughs> like really? Like, oh my God. You know, like everything I think now like is monetized where, you know, people are having dance parties like at 6 a.m. or... I don't know. There's nothing wrong with those things because I've DJed like, you know, like a 6 a.m. dance party. and It was fun and it was really, you know, refreshing. But at the same time, it's like um, everything has to be everything has to be this an event, uh, an event or a thing now. You know? Well, like, think of it this way. If you compare going out at night, which is mostly I don't say reserved, but it's mostly younger kids in their 20s to do that now the day party is where it's at so if you're gonna have a brunch and you're gonna extend that on the you know saturday or sunday where it's a day party and you spend maybe two two, three hours 
and then you don't have to feel hungover the rest no, of the No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, so that's, I think that that's more the appeal than yeah, we were just trying to make a buck out of this. Yeah, no, I I get it. You know, that's you know, that's why I started throwing those early parties. It was because of that. There you go. Yeah. Because there is definitely, you know, when I have to, you know, explain to people about about the early party, uh, you know, I, I have to tell, well, them, tell people what the early party is. So, OK, um, you know, the early party is something that um, started last fall. Um, you know, uh, the Reds, you know, the Scoot Inn, they were hitting me up to to play um, at the Scoot Inn. They for the longest were wanting me to do something there. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do there because one, I, you know, Casbah is like at 310. That's always going to be there. And, um, and that's I just, a lot of 80s party. I didn't want to waste Scoot's time because, you know, because they have a limited amount of events there per month because they're in the middle of a neighborhood right down the street. Oh, they, really? that's they, right. They, they, they can't throw like 30 outdoor shows in a month. They have like a limited number. So every outdoor event has to count. You know right, I mean? right, right. So I don't. I didn't want to waste their time, and so when they and then when they asked me once again, because I'd been kicking around this idea already. You know, I started like first thought it was like I was I wanted to throw an event where it was like parents and their kids. You know, because I feel like kids it have to be a day thing. I wanted it to be a day thing, and I wanted it to, at first. I, I, and I and I plan on doing this in the future. We're throwing an event where the parents can bring their kids and they can all have a play date and the kids could be in this safe controlled area where they could just, you know, jump up and down and roll around in the grass listening to like old disco music or something like that. And the parents are like, Oh, I could just leave my kid there and let him run around and I could just socialize with all these right, other right, parents right. and get drunk and dance. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so which led, and then, and then when the scoot, approached me i was like you know what i think i'm gonna throw this early party thing i'm like it'll be perfect you know it'll start at 8 p.m and end at midnight and so um it'll do a number it would be perfect for a number of reasons one it would serve uh, a certain demo in this town that is completely under underserved like you were talking about young people nightlife is geared towards you know for younger people here in town yes or no you know what I mean? There's like a, you know, I think there's, there's, a, there's I think there's both. But, you know, I think there's there's this gen, gener, this group of people that are either, you know, early, early 30s, you know, you know, young parents or have more demanding jobs and they, they can't go out on a, on a random Saturday night and get fucked up. Or, sure. You're right. So, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I fall in that category now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the one thing. For the longest, even like even right before Nasties, like when Nasties was still happening, right before it shut down, mm -hmm. you know, all my friends were like, "Yeah, I can't make it on a Monday." You know, I'm right. I've got kids. I've got a real job. Yada yada yada. So, you know, so that was the other reason. And then now thinking about it, like after throwing, you know, the first few earlier parties, I also have a jump on everyone. You know what I mean? Where like this crowd could go, you know dance their ass off from eight to midnight. And if they want to go out somewhere else, they can, but I, I have them first, you know what I mean? Or they don't go out at all after. And then you made their night. Yeah. And so, no, no, I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a great, it's a great concept. And, and I think that more and more people are looking for these alternatives because the bar scene is not where it used to be. The other day I was, I was walking around with a friend just on, on East six. Right. And 
I was in, and my friend only been here for like a year or two. So he missed out on all the stuff that was happening on that side of town. I'm like, look, I remember like Thursdays there was, uh, you know, you love, I had thing at, um, ah, fuck was that? Let's take it back even further, dude. I mean, there were like, you know, yeah, you were like, you know, sorry to interrupt, but I mean, there were like certain events during the week back in the day, like, okay, you know, like, and I'm going way back. Oh, there was a disco night at the Ritz, which is now the draft house. Right. Upstairs was a disco night. You know what I mean? They had, di- you know, and then there was like always something going on on a particular night. Like, you know, every night. Yeah. I mean, ju- uh, ju- hump day, all yeah, that hump shit. Day, Wednesday, you know I mean? Tuesday so. was a uh, Manny's joint at Fez with Boombox. Uh, Thursday. I mean, there was always something going on, but that's the thing. Like, uh, what I was trying to explain to him is that uh, that whole generation has moved on. Either one, there's two things that happened. One, that generation moved on. Either they got other jobs, they don't, they, they they're not in the nightlife anymore, or the place got shut down and now it's condos and shit, right? Yeah. So if it's one of, the, so either way, it's gone. And I was telling, it's like, well, you know, there's still a few places open around here, and I'm like. Yeah, but it, that you don't understand. Like there was a, an agenda. It's the kind of shit that you just you 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 save for. You're like, you know what? On Mondays you can find me at Nasties. At, on Sundays you can find me at Red Fest. Like that was on everybody's radar. Mm-hmm. So now, and that to go back to your to the early thing, and to earlier the um, uh, the the brunch over in New York, it it you have to. It's not about where it's at. It's about who's doing it. And it's about what kind of vibe is it. Because if it's a vibe that I can, I can quote-unquote, subscribe for or under, I don't know what the word yeah. is, like, I'll, you will find me there, right? But it's not, it's not necessarily with, with, the, with the, the actual place. It's about who's doing it. If the DJ's dope, if, the, if people will show up or good people, then you can find me there. Yeah, Nasty's is a perfect example. I mean... Tons of people would go there on Mondays, and then they wouldn't even fuck with it any other day. And like, right? I mean, it was. I've never was a, been on a, a yeah. Other it day. was crickets. You never know what been. I mean, granted, they. I mean, they had other nights with bands, and and which you know did Nobody fairly cared. well. But, but, the the folks that would go there on a Monday would never go there on any other night. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I get it. You know, I, I feel like with the, with the with the early party, I had no expectations, and when when I put it out there in the universe for everyone to see you know for the you first asked, one though, you were like if i did something else <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you pulled the people first but I, come on whatever you do is yeah but i, I, I mean i didn't ha- i had no expectations i know i knew that this was something something that, missing right well i think there's a void in this town i i honestly think that there like, is because okay i was uh i went to uh it was the the red fest reunion uh, at the w. how was that? I mean, did it even replicate the vibe that, or was it like, okay, well, this is kind of random? No, because it felt like a fucking reunion. The okay. people that I ran into, there, okay, okay, or okay. people that didn't see. Yeah, it goes back, back to what you were saying. It's not so much the building, but the, the who's people. doing it. Yeah, I mean, he brought yeah. back Inverse was there, Curve was there, fucking Manny Swing, they all played, and Curve oh, cool. finished right. So. My point is, whether it's, I mean, I think this is, this is something that, that must be happening in other cities, and correct me if I'm wrong, you travel way more than I do, uh, but you can have a dope concept, right, that's outside of, hey, I'm just going to go out and go to a bar, right? Or you're one of those people who can, who can afford to open a new spot, but in, in your vision, 
of that spot, you don't want it to be just another bar. And I think that the the, the mistake that a lot of a lot of a lot of play a lot of bars here in Austin have made is that they started off as yeah we're this cool new yeah. kid in town, <laughs> yeah. and then within a f- within three months they're just another bar. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean that's kind of like. Most bars that kind of like want to replicate this up, like they want to either have like this high end upscale experience, or it's like kind of like exclusive. Yeah. Or they want to replicate this Vegas thing, which I think is hilarious. Like, if I want to, if I want a Vegas experience, I'll go to fucking Vegas. Well, you know what I mean? So, but the thing is, the the two things in common with those two situations is that it just goes downhill after that, and it's just like like you were saying, it's like any other dirty six bar, or yeah, like there's nothing, there's nothing special about it. It's just it's it, just a bar, it or is. a club. But I I think that uh, maybe this is the Austin thing, but um, bigger cities that Austin would actually aspire to be at this point. Now that we're growing so fucking fast. They have the luxury of, or the the opportunity to have places that are unique. Maybe the place that you just told me, the Lily, whatever. The, yeah, but a, that's a Jamaican restaurant. That's no, no, so, but, that, no, that no, but I mean, so that, happens to have look a, a, a little bar in the back, you know. No, but can you can you name a place that you go? Look, if I go to New York or L.A. Like there's no other place like that spot. No, yeah, I mean there are places. That's what like I mean. That. That's what we don't have here, because I don't think that we have. Like for example, if I were to open a Miss Lily's in this in this town, it wouldn't work. No, well, know well what no, 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 no. Maybe it would because you know just the, and I hate the word foodie because dude, if there's one <laughs> word that gets under my skin, it's foodie because I feel like that's just basic. You call yourself that word a foodie. Is viral. I can't stand it, that word. Dude, it's like, it's basic. But anyways, you know, I think with the foodie culture or the restaurant culture here, I think it would go over well because the food there is good. And so by like, coincidentally, they will ha- wait, they'll have a reggae bar in the back, you know, like a dance hall club. Mm-hmm. I could maybe see that happening here. Maybe not so much on the dance hall shit, but on the strength of their food. I think it would fly, but yeah, you're absolutely right. If I mean, it's there's, I think there are a few things here and there in this town that are kind of close to that idea. Like there is that whole thing at Ossing Den, like uh, every Thursday, it's called Secret Garden, and Brett Johnson, which is a triple OG Austin slash Dallas DJ house DJ, uh-huh. it's a world renowned like house producer. He lives here now, you know, like. Mm-hmm. He lived like in Berlin for many, many years, and he was like, you know what? Like, I'm a Texas guy. I'm married. I have kids. I'm moving to Austin. I'm moving back home. Mm-hmm. So he lives here now, and so he has this weekly over on E6, and it's a place called Ossing Den, and it's like this tropical-looking garden place, and it's just like, if you want to go hear real house music, that's where you go. Every I Thursday. never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. If you're not, if you're not unique in your space. Or in the the event itself, based on who's doing it and who's actually either performing or who's throwing it or whatever, people don't give a shit. So you have to give me a reason to get out of my house. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, you know, I was. You know how you have those moments? You're like stand, you're you're in the shower and you just think like crazy stuff, just random stuff. Like you have like that light bulb moment in your head, and you know, uh-huh. like when you're when you're in the shower. I had one of those. I mean, oh, please I have, share what you do in the shower. <laughs> well, yeah, it, I, I think about 
what it like i mean because i don't dj out that much around town anymore i don't like grind it out yeah. like four or five nights a week like i used to in the past so I, I keep thinking of what it's like now where um you're you're having to play five six nights a week and what that must be like and what the crowds are like it's like i wonder if it and there's so many guys that are doing it where are you how can you how can you like have that experience that that that, that unique experience like that you want and mm-hmm. then also be able to make money you know what i mean because sure. like because like i feel like if you're on rainy street and do like if, tell me if I'm wrong. Anyone who listens to this, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like it would be hard to to really express yourself musically, and, and, and then please the people that go to that to those bars. I mean, look, that I've I've had so many DJs on the show. You've been on many times. It's always it's this constant battle of having an event where you can actually do what you want to play, what you want to play, versus what the establishment tells you to, and also and the crowd. And it goes back to what kind of environment you want to be a part of. And and I think that I would think that bigger cities would give you that opportunity. Yes, I, I think so. Yes and no. It just depends. Like, you know, I I want like all my DJ buddies, you know, I I want them to all do well. And I think they have this dilemma where, you know, you know, they have this dilemma of like being able to do what they want, sure, and then having to like cater to the crowd or like bend to the will of, of the bar or the venue. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell each and every one of them like, why don't you start coloring outside the lines, and why don't you don't don't look at Rainy Street, don't look at like West Six, don't look at like don't look at all the obvious areas in town, and look at like. Look outside the box, like, well, 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 go set up at a tortilla factory, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> serious? Go, like, I have this dream. I had this dream, like, even, like back in the day, like in the '90s. I'm gonna set up shop at Ken's Donuts. I'm gonna set up in the little little eating area, dining area, uh-huh. and I'm gonna like invite all my friends. Yo, I'm gonna be playing some hip hop music or whatever. You guys come out, eat some donuts, sober up have some juice or whatever mm-hmm. and then and, and we'll all go home you know something i still haven't done but no one's even doing stuff like that like i don't think people are like going okay you know what i'm gonna think outside the box i'm gonna dj at i'm gonna dj at the fucking dmv you know what i mean <laughs> real talk dude like dude everyone's just sitting there unhappy why don't you just play some music and let them dance while they're waiting to renew their registration dude <laughs> People are I've been playing at, at like the Travis that. County office. Exactly. Like, I was on the phone because I needed to renew my registration on my scooter. And the guy's like, yo, dude, this this thing lapsed a long time ago. You're going to have to come over to our airport location and renew it. I'm like, I'd rather eat glass than, like, go to that place. It's miserable there. Yeah. So why not make it, like, this fun place where, you know what? Like, yeah, I have to go to the, to the Travis County office. Yeah, you know, there's this way, but... You know what? There's gonna be a DJ there. They're gonna play music, and there's like a taco truck outside. You know what I like to you see? Know I mean? You know, now that you mention it, I, I was thinking about uh, every restaurant, and this is my kind of my ode to New York City because 
I think that's where I'm meant to live. I'm just scared to live there because everybody tells you. Because I've only been there like in, in small, you know, for the small doses. But if I live there, maybe I'd be miserable. I don't know. But every place that I ate at had dope music. I mean, when you're... Yeah, 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 yeah. If every place, seriously, from the African restaurant on Lenox in Harlem to that couscous joint in downtown Manhattan. And they were playing, and I mean, to where you're singing along in between bites. Yeah. And DJ or no DJ, but I would I would actually prefer if you could pay somebody to actually do that. Or 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 they're killing it, or they're killing it to the point where like, what the fuck is this? Yes. So there's a few places here in town that do that. I mean, you go to Wu Chow or any place where you know, sure, like sure. Tatsu's joint, any place you go where you know the owner or the manager is a, is a hip-hop head or a music head, period, you're going to hear some dope stuff. Right. You know, you know a place that really kills it musically, like as far as like curation. Uh huh. I don't know if you've been there. Have you been to the Line Hotel over on like, South Congress in uh, where Radisson Congress? used to be, right? Yeah. No, I haven't been yet. Dude, really? Murdered it. Like I, I played a wedding there uh, right before New Year's Eve, and I was sitting in the lobby, like they have this coffee house there, and um, I was just kind of going through all the music I needed to play at the wedding, and I was like listening to the music overhead. I'm like. I was just like, whoa. I would love to have that job. Seriously. Yeah. I would love that. Like, curate music for fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. Not, I, probably I was, not a retail yeah. joint. Actually, I don't know. It depends on the retail joint. If you tell me to play, yeah. you know, hip-hop at a Barnes & Noble, I probably won't be able to do that. But what I'm saying is, you're... If you're trying to come up with, like, a, a place where people want to go to, and... Music is part of the experience. Why not pay somebody to do that? Seriously. And I was thinking, think of barbershops. Why there's no DJ at a barbershop? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that's a great place. I, I Why think, not? I think space is an issue. I mean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like I know of like, can, a couple barbershops where they, they have the space. I went to this one barbershop and I didn't know anything about it. It's, dude, have you been to, like it's on South First and Stasty? It's this. It's called South Austin Barbershop. No, I get my haircut like up north. Yeah, well, I like I didn't know, I didn't know anything about it, and you know, dude, I watch a lot of YouTube. When I'm bored, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's my go-to. Like, too. there's, there's like, there's this one channel I watch where, you know, it's just guys getting their beard trimmed and all this kind of stuff. There's <laughs> okay, you're really bored. <laughs> there's some like something oddly satisfying seeing some some dude that looks like he was just, really? he's been like locked up like he's been like closed in a cave for like two years and he's all looking all like the Geico caveman dude and then <laughs> and then he comes out with like this clean cut shit razor sharp fades and shit you know what I mean and like alright whatever it's just something you, anyways like I watch it you know um and they had an episode where they were at this barbershop in Austin and and the guy who cut this guy's hair, it was the same thing. The dude looked like he was like on a desert the island for like, for yeah. yeah. And then after he was sitting done, the dude was just like, just looking sharp, you know? And it was South Austin Barbershop. And then I Googled it. The right in your neighborhood. Dude, it's like a three minute walk from my new place. So I went there. And dude, like in the video, it looks like this room we're in right now. Uh-huh huge i walked in that dude i thought i was in a submarine dude everyone's like <laughs> sitting in the there's like in the waiting area like everyone's all like like elbow to elbow and they well were... i mean that's just an example but what i'm saying is overall 
if if you add a DJ, like you said, pop up in a donut shop, you know. Yeah, well, I will say this. I think I am with you. I'm all about like thinking outside of the box and like having your event like at like you know an old you know uh, you know an old Shriners Hall or Night of Columbus place or or you know um, just unusual places where you can have a church stuff and not like the obvious <laughs> place where you know what I want to DJ on Rainy Street. No, don't DJ on Rainy Street or all the obvious places. Think outside of the box. You know I, what I mean? You, but some places shouldn't even have a DJ. Like sometimes like like they're like places where like like there's a DJ everywhere and you're like, why do you need to have a DJ? Like give me an example. Go to Vegas. Oh. There's a DJ everywhere. In Vegas? Dude. At the hard I rock? DJed in Vegas for like a, like monthly for four years. Oh yeah, that's right. The the Cosmo, right? Yeah, and like I mean, when I was a DJ I'd walk around, you know, like Vegas and like there's a DJ everywhere. See that okay, okay. So there's, there's like DJ like who was telling me that like there's DJs in, like I don't know if it's on in the Vegas. Sidewalk? No. <laughs> bathroom DJs. Wait, what? Bathroom DJs. You know You're how those not D- playing. You know those high end like like clubs and shit? Yeah. Where where like there's a there's a bathroom attendant, he's got the towel on his arm and there's like fifty different colognes and like, you know, bath wash and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and then there's a DJ. You're, are you shitting me? That's for real. I don't, I mean, I don't, I can't name a place. A bathroom DJ? The, the entertainment of. How direct, low is, how much did yeah, you get paid? Like the entertainment director of the Cosmo told me about that. I was like, are you serious? He's like, no, man. Real. Wow. I'm being for real. Like, how hungry are you as a DJ? Is he going to DJ while people are taking shits? Dude, there's probably DJ. Like, I, I remember there was like this new Taco Bell concept on the strip the last time I was there. Uh-huh. I'm sure they have a DJ in there. Okay, you know, well, that, okay, that's stretching it. That's stretching but it. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know. but 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 I, I think that okay. Are you familiar with the? Um, I don't know if they still do it. The decentralized dance party. Are you familiar with that? Was that here? No, it's um, they did it years ago. I don't know if, I don't know if they still do it. It's these two vets, right? Came back from the war, Afghan war, and they're like, all right, I want to, we want to throw parties now. So what they do is that they have a transmitter. And on the, in the backpack and an iPod, and they tell everybody, let's meet on the corner of this street or that oh, street. Gotcha. Okay. And then everybody got to bring it's kind like, of like a, a silent disco thing. No, no, no. Everybody, everybody brings a boombox. You have to turn it to a frequency. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and it's, it's the same concept, but you can hear it. Yeah, and it, and they just like uh, dance in in the streets. So they just walk around the streets. So they did it twice uh, a few years ago. They did it one time in South by, and then the last trash was right down Sixth Street. So you're talking. Hundreds of people just dancing in the streets, no drinking, no eating or anything, right. and with boomboxes, uh, ended up on, on a uh, on the Capitol lawn. So, my point is, it, it's about how unique that is. Like there, there was nothing else like it, and where you look for something else than just go to a bar. Now, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 a hundred percent with you because I feel like, you know. <laughs> we're at the saturation point with DJing and, you know, just, you were talking about like the information age and nothing's a secret anymore, you know, musically and, and this, that, and the other. And I feel like, you know, um, and I was saying, it gets old. I mean, in a way, a lot of people are doing the same thing. You know right. I mean? and, it, and it gets old and you're, you're not, you know, just because you have a bar in, in, in that building doesn't make it special. It doesn't. Yeah. 
and and, and uh, like I remember the first time I went to the do over. I think it was at um, on the corner of like Fifth and Lavaca at the time. Oh, the one I threw where we got the yeah. one I got shut down. Yeah, 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 I yeah, threw yeah. the first yeah, do over. Yeah. yeah, and like like some guy in a high rise called and we got busted. At yeah, no, but like that alone, like there was nothing else like it, and it was already happening in California or wherever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you I brought mean, it down. I did, there. I did it with the guys from L.A. They asked me like, "Hey, yeah, Brett Mad- Maddock was here and some other guy, uh, it big was, junkies." It was. It was Rhett Maddock and um, JT Donaldson, who now lives here in Austin. Um, uh, God, who else? Who was the other guy? There's somebody from the Beat Junkies, wasn't there? Yeah, it was Rhett Maddock. I thought it was somebody else. Oh, I, it was Rhett Maddock and Babu. Yeah, Babu was there. there yeah, there from Dilated People. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. that something like that was unheard of, right? Party during the day um, with food and everything, and you're just chilling. There's no... I mean, there was no drama until the cops showed up. But anyway, the point is, got to have something else than just going going to the bar. This yeah, and, and it's hard because I, you know, you know, when I mentioned about thinking outside of the box, it's getting harder and harder to think of ideas. Yes and no. I mean, I. Now, I, what's the last thing you saw? You're like, holy shit! Like this is this is dope. This is unique. Maybe you DJ or just or no, you no, saw. it has no, not me. But I, you know, like what Neil Armstrong's doing in New York, where he, it's called Dinner and a Mixtape, where I think that he connects with a chef, and it's like you, you pay X amount of dollars, and it's like this full, like this inclusive experience where you go in, you pay your eighty bucks or whatever, you get like this four course meal, which is amazing, and then you get a mixtape, and then I think he DJs after. You know, and so that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah, um, that sounds dope. I'll, I'll sign up for that. I'll pay the $80 or 100 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and, but, you know, I'll make a night out of it. It's, it's not a, uh, you know, even if it's once a year. Yeah. I will say the thing about the early parties and even Rock the Casbah, I, I think what it is, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's like me playing early or me at the 80s parties playing 80s music. And not to, to sound cocky, but I definitely also think it's my connection with the people that go out to those events because mm-hmm. I feel like the one thing that's in, that I have in common with a lot of these people, they've lived in Austin for a really long time, so they were probably seeing me like in the 90s. And second, you know, they're older. And yeah. And like, older here, 80s party, and you just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that too, you know. But... What I am seeing at Casbah and at the early party, um, a lot of these, a lot of the folks, they're like a lot of them are walking up saying, "Hey, dude, I used to go to Nasty's or whatever," or like I did. Like I, I'll, I'll mention two occasions where people walked up to me. Um, the first one was I had to play this gala for the Austin Police Department. It was like their year-end gala where they were giving awards to all the officers who officers that went above and beyond, you mm-hmm. know. And granted, I only played for 15 minutes because the, the, the ceremony lasted so long. But I had, like, two cops, like, they're like, hey, dude, I used to go to Nasty's in the 90s. And they're, like, straight-up cops, dude, you know, like. <laughs> I was busted you once. Yeah. And, and, then, and then the other one That'd was funny. the guy who owns, one of the owners of Home Slice. I played their, their holiday party uh, in December and he walked up to me he's like Mel the first time because like, I played like their very first 
holiday party when they first opened on South Congress, like mm, yeah. 07, 08. It was a long time ago. But yeah. he, he walked up to me and he, and he said, the first time I ever saw you, you DJed in a garage on the east side. And it was like, this is back when house parties were a thing. Oh, yeah, I remember those. You know, you remember that? Yeah, like, house parties. Like, dude, like, everyone would just go to house parties and say, yeah, you were playing in this garage. And I was just like, really? And I'm, I had to think about it. It was so long ago, but... I think that's the, I think the folks that are going to Casbah and like whatever I'm involved in, I think they have that to reference to and that's why they come out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? As opposed to like, well, you know what, we're just going to go out and, you know, look at the draw and see what happens, you know? All right, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. And we've been talking for an hour 15, but it's okay. Yeah. Are you going to keep playing R. Kelly? Um, that's interesting that you say that because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I probably won't. But now, did you play it to begin with? I don't. I don't keep up time. I, I mean, I don't know if you did or what. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't mean, the ignition like, is I wasn't so like, good to I me. I wasn't like hardcore. Like you know, there was like R. Kelly in the public announcement. They, you know, he did that like that new Jack Swing song called "She's Got That Vibe." I don't. You need to listen to it. I think you'd like it. Okay. And um, and then you know like. You know, feeling on your booty and, you know, ignition and bump and grind and big chips and. Yeah, fiesta, all that. But I don't know. Like, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's that outrage right now. Everyone's dogpiling it. I'm not condoning his behavior because I think it's whack. I think it's terrible. But I don't think I'll play his stuff because I just just don't want to go there and upset people. But, but like. But like a lot of like a lot of people were are able to separate. I don't know, like with like whether it's Michael Jackson or James Brown or, or Kanye going or, crazy, or just you name the artist like James Brown. Like if if you like, well, they've I been, can they, see were, the <laughs> they were able to separate the art from who the person, the artist. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so a lot of I personally think like I, my feelings with Michael for Michael Jackson, you know, like. I love the guy. I feel like, you know, my take on it is that we just had a lot of opportunistic people that were like, okay, you know what? My kid's hanging out with this guy. I'm going to try to like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's 100% true. I don't, but think it, I don't think it matters when it comes to his music. Yeah. It just, it, because like. You didn't talk about it in his songs. Yeah. I heard a comedian. Kelly did. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard a comedian like say like, you know, like. Like a lot of like a lot of music, if you were just to hear the lyrics and take the hot beat away from it, uh-huh. they'd be outraged. But when they're at the club and they hear the beat, they're like, "Dude, they're all yeah. about it." To the they're window, all, you know, to the wall, to sweat drip down my balls, yeah. skeet, 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 and women are just going I, at it. I, I just think you know, time and time again, um, you know, we could apply just the same kind of energy to like everyone that's out there already if you were to like use that like if you were to put like use that standard or hold like every musician and artist to that standard we would hate everybody because like i don't want to meet 99 percent of the artists that i like <laughs> you know what i mean because they a lot of they're, them they're crazy some, yeah real talk like dude like like i i found out that um that 
there's this jazz trumpet player that I love. His name is Lee Morgan, and he played on, he played with with Coltrane and and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. anyways, his girlfriend like killed him, like while he was performing or something like that at a club in New York back like in the seventies or something like that. And uh-huh. and because he like they were either arguing because he was cheating on her or whatever, and it's just like. I don't want to know that about you, you know, like you're an amazing musician and like, it, you know, how you play, it, it's very emotive and it, I, I feel a certain way when I hear it, but when I hear that you're like this, you know, this philanderer, if you will, you yeah. know, and sleeping around and like, you know, it, it, sometimes it's kind of hard to separate and like that's like with R. Kelly, you know, even though cheating on your significant other is totally different from like what he's been you know accused of or he's charged with uh-huh. you know those are two different things but i don't know like like i like i said i don't want to meet like a, most of the people that i admire musically okay so um have you ever gotten backlash from for what you played ever let's say somebody was having a bad year whatever artist was having a bad year just dropped the song and then someone came up to you and confronted you about play, for playing that song. Has that ever happened? I mean, there's been scandals for everybody and anybody over the. You know, I mean, since fucking yeah, music yeah, was yeah. Recorded. I, I will name. I will. I will not name. You know where I played it. Sure, but, but what? What, will, what will, did you play? Who was it? It was Rock and Roll Part Two by Gary Glitter. And what the fuck happened to him? Uh, well, you know that song's huge. I mean, you've heard it like at sporting events and. Maybe. You hear it everywhere. It's a famous rock song, uh-huh. but you know he's like like a pet. What's he like? What a pedophile? A pedophile or something like that? Yeah, uh-huh. he's like this known pedophile. And so wow. I played it, you know, somewhere, and you know, um, person walks up, like, "Why are you playing this?" I'm like, "Hold on, was it was it a private event? Was it at a, a yeah, bar? yeah? Let's let's just say it's a private event." And, okay. And so I played it, and um, the guy walks up. Why are you playing this? And I'm like, like the guy who hired you, or just some random dude. No, just some rando. And so, oh. why? And he's like, "Well, you know, this guy's a pedophile." And I'm just like, "You didn't know? You knew when you played it, I, or you I, didn't know?" I, I knew, but I was like, it was one of those things where it's like, it's not like Michael Jackson, where everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's a pedophile," or or whatever, or what like what R. Kelly's going through right now. I think. With the whole Gary Glitter thing, um, it happened. I mean, this like it kind of came to light before the social media thing even that was a thing. Sure. So it was it was easy for that to bubble under. Um, it's a great song. You know what I mean? I don't think at the end of the day that's what matters. Yeah. And but but to go back to what we were talking about earlier about the Irish thing and the bell curve, most people didn't care. That one guy. Felt the urge or felt the necessity to come up to you and confront you for playing that song. So, who are you trying to please? That one dude, or most people who didn't say shit. Or even if they, even if most people there cared and didn't confront you, they didn't they didn't do anything about it. They right. were just like, look, right. it's still a great I, I, song. I see it. I see it from many angles here. Like for one. Maybe he has some past experience where it triggers something in him. Yeah, to, but it's not your responsibility. But, you don't have yeah, to no, I, I get it. I get it. But then again, there's something selfish about him because, so you want me to ruin everyone else's time exactly. to please you. Yeah. It, I mean, this, this is an, I mean, it's an age-old 
thing about DJing where it's like you're you're never gonna please everybody. There you go. I've already resigned to that. You know, I I'm, I'm just not. You know, I'm just like I've I, I've had to let that go. Like if you are if you want to hold on to that and you're like a DJ, then you're gonna live you're gonna you're gonna live a miserable existence because you're never gonna win on that one. Yeah. So if if I'm I bet you if tomorrow you you play you play ignition, nobody I don't think anybody would care. It's funny because I played I played ignition and and, and bump a grind at um at the home slice party, but this is way before that all that stuff. Right. Out. So I'm saying if you did it now, like you know, it, it it's still the the part I don't like about this this story, and this goes back to you know separated art from the artist, which is a big topic going around right now. So whether you're talking about Michael Jackson, you're talking about Elvis, you're talking about talk about Rick James, Rick up, James, like, talk about Ike and up Tina Turner. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about any any major artist that I would think most people consider like either a legend or someone, you know, who's done dirt, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they all mm-hmm. did. I mean you gotta be crazy in the head for, for some reason to be that good of an artist to some degree. Right? Yeah. Everybody got some fucked up They're human. Exactly. But, but here, then again, yeah, I but, mean, but I'm I not condoning any of that. No, no, we're, we're not. But what I'm saying is the, the fact that now they – what I don't like is that they, they want to destroy everything that they've contributed. And they make a difference between someone who was about – who is about it in their private life and brings it to, the, to, the, to their public life. So R. Kelly having all these songs about young girls and very explicit and very graphic type of lyrics, you know – was exactly what the, the shit he was doing in his private life, but he brought it to everybody. And now, but at the time, nobody cared. People were like, yes, it's fucking R. Kelly. He's the Pied Piper of R and B. Blah the other blah blah. Like, yeah, that's that's creepy music, shit too. He's cluing you into that shit. Now he is. You listen to all but you songs, like, it. Yo, he's actually like. But just, why is it that back? I mean, back then it was okay, and now it's not. If you if you take away, and maybe that's that's hard for people to do. If you take away social media, if you take the, take away the outrage, it's like. I, well, I, I, okay, I was listening to Too Close the other day. So, but next, Too Close. Oh. Step back, you dance, say, come close, feel a little poke coming oh, that, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah feel I a little poke. Song. Like, that's, that's fucking baby. But they still drop the song, and people still dance to it. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't, again, it's about the, the, the minority trying, being the loudest, and that's what people pay attention to. And that's what companies and radio stations and fucking advertisers pay attention to. Because now they're like, I was reading an article right. the other day about after the R. Kelly thing dropped and then that documentary came out. If, that, if there was no yeah. documentary, nobody would give a shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Here's the thing. You know, let's let's just take R. Kelly out of this conversation. Let's just look at the like other musicians and just whether it's celebrities or everyday people and, and the internet. I think that the internet right now doesn't want to accept the fact that people can change. Evolve, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll like, they'll, 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 they'll like burn you for something that you said 20, 30 years ago. What happened to like Kevin that. Hart? That, I think that's some bullshit. What happened to Kevin yeah, Hart like, with the Oscars? Like the people that are like up in arms about this, we all have the capacity to change. You know what I mean? The way I was like in 2011, you know, to where I am now, the way I look at the world and the way I feel about things and how I treat like relationships, and like from then and now, 
two fucking different things. I think it's people are able to change. You know what I mean? No. And people I mean, will the, search, will go through your tweets and search. If, if, if you're going to search for something, chances are you're going to find it. Oh, well, you know what? One of the reasons, like, one of the contributing things that, like, made me, yeah, it, it was just, like, you know, the whole, like, relationship thing, but also when that whole thing happened with the White House. You know, right. you know when I was about to do some stuff with the White House, um, you know, my buddy, yeah, my buddy who who uh, who worked with with uh, with Obama, he was like, "Yeah, the, the White House is a little, you know, um, really they're a little leery about your about your social media presence." I'm like, "Okay, well, what?" And and then and then I forgot what happened, and then you got someone to faggot. <laughs> no, no, no. Whoa, you said the F word. Um, oh. Uh, but anyways, um, I get this, I get this huge, like, manila envelope, a real thick one in FedEx to me, and I open it, and it's every tweet I ever posted that- Holy shit. That they found- That was, like, questionable. Oh, wow. Inappropriate. And I'm like, how can you go that far back? I'm like, I don't even know how to. Like, they went, they started from my very first tweet up to that day. And it's not like you tweet like one all the time. No, but it was, it was just, dude, because I was gonna be playing around kids and stuff like that, and I was playing, you know, at the at the Easter egg roll and just whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when I went through, like, it was all printed up, you know, it was in chronological order, like highlighted. Yeah. (laughs) Holy I was shit. embarrassed. I was embarrassed because I was like, I can't believe I said this stuff. It had nothing to do with him or the president. It was just like stuff that I would did say. You, did you feel like you had to apologize though? No, I didn't apologize. It was just like, dude, like, like I, I just looked at it all and I'm like, man, this is dumb and petty. You know what I mean? It's just dumb. Wait, on whose part? On, on, on my part. Oh. There was a lot, you know. I, I, I mean, it's the White House we're talking about, so I get it. But still, I think... Okay, yeah, I did it because, yeah, I wanted to be part of that. Sure. And of course. But at the same time, I, I went through it all, and it was embarrassing. Just, it's like, it's just embarrassing because what I, who I was then and and who I was at the time were almost t- two different people. It was embarrassing, like, reading some of the stuff I, t- I, I tweeted. It was just dumb, you know what I mean? It was nothing offensive. It was just dumb stuff, just dumb things about me, like complaining or whatever he was an angry dj back in the day if you yeah. guys don't know <laughs> yeah, well, it was an angry dj it was just it was just embarrassing you know and so um i think that was part of just growing up you know and, right but i mean the, the fact that you're not able i mean the, the stories like that you see them all the time whether you're talking about louis ck um or r kelly walker i don't think he's evolved but the thing is if you can, it, it, I believe that if you're gonna have a certain response to somebody's behavior, and also have a judgment on their art and their contrib- uh, contribution to culture, music, what what have you, right? I think you should be consistent. Yeah, you need to I keep think the so. same energy. That's the thing about outrage on the internet and people judging other people. I feel like I'm not saying everyone. See, but, see, this is. <laughs> I'm not saying everyone, but there are a lot of people on the internet that that have like this 
electron microscope type vision when it and when it comes to scrutinizing people when it needs to they need to turn that microscope around and like put it on themselves. But you know what's sad what's even sadder is that those most people are like that on the left. Or I mean without I don't it's on I, both I, sides. No, but I, I wanna get into politics and all no, that but but, but I think it's it's gotten worse on the left in terms of outrage and shit because when you start talking about different pronouns and social justice warriors and all that bullshit, that's on that's mostly on the left side. But, but um what sucks is that, like we were saying earlier, the internet had this great promise and this great, you know, vision of connecting people, bringing people closer, and it's doing the opposite. Where now you're part of a camp, you're part of a team. You're on team Black Lives Matter. You're on team, um, you know, Trump. You're on team Democrats. You're on yeah, team well, uh, R. Kelly. And, 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 and then the fact, and it feeds your like whatever platform you're on that platform feeds into and confirms your like your viewpoints and your sure, team. Sure. So that doesn't help. That's the, that's the thing about the internet. It, it, it just dehumanizes everybody. Think about it. Right, it does. It's yeah. like, I like Biggie. You like Tupac. You suck. Yeah. Or, or like, I'm but, a Longhorn. You're an Aggie. You suck. You know? But, but even, if, even if I said that, like, okay, you suck. That's my opinion. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we like, can talk. We can but, talk but it see, out. But see, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like you're a blood. I'm a crit, or whatever it is. We put labels on people to dehumanize them. But once you sit down and talk to them, you realize that you have more in common than what you don't have in yep. common. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, yeah, I'm guilty of like, yo, dude, you go to AM, you must suck. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel that way, I, I, dude. I ride. You're a for, Cowboys fan. Fuck you. Yeah, I ride. You know, I, I ride. For, Sorry, dudes. You know, like yeah, like I'm a Giants fan, and you're a Cowboys fan. You must suck, and you're you're like subhuman and whatever. You know what I mean? It's easy to do that on the internet because you could throw that rock and not get and not and not get hurt. You know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to like if you were to just sit down and talk to the person who has the opposing view or is into something that you don't like and then you sit down and you're like you and it always happens you find out that you have a lot in common with that person because you see them as a human as opposed to like being the Aggie fan or being the Cowboys fan or or Not, being I mean, being the, the uh, West Coast hip hop fan, you know, or whatever, you know? I I'll say this and we're gonna wrap up here soon. Uh, and I've said it many times many times the problem, if you could solve America's problem, I think if you take it at the root is the the inability to have a conversation. If you take that, if you, <laughs> you no, know, no, no, you know, you know, you know, just get rid of the internet. No, that won't work. Think about like think about how many no. people would still be alive if it wasn't for the internet. Think about it. Like think about all the stupid people, dude. For attention on you call them stupid oh my god out there you call them stupid you know what i mean like the stupid things <laughs> or that commit suicide do. and get bullied online like they'll, like they'll do like all sorts of crazy stuff to get clicks and then they get hurt or yeah. whatever think about it, like and i'm guilty of this too do you check this. when you post something you check your likes like five minutes later I, of course we all do that. <laughs> but i'm just saying like we're all taking the shit think of like think about this like this is the one thing i thought yesterday literally yesterday think about it there has never been more dancing than ever than now. 
Because, dancing? yeah, think about it. people you would never expect to dance. Uh-huh. They're dancing because there's a fucking camera in front of them. Their phone's in front of them. They're just doing it because there's a camera. Think about it. All the silly shit people do is because they have a camera and the internet's there. Because we have a phone in our pocket. Think about it. There's people you would never expect to dance that are dancing, you know? Fucking That's a good point. And, you know, just, okay, or any kind of challenge that's out there right now that goes viral. No, but I mean, it, it's, it has its good and its bad, but we're seeing more of the bad than anything else, I think. Yeah, and so, I, I try to... And, and all, this, all this stuff, I mean, people will, will always tell you, well, you know, think about all the movements that started, started thanks to social media and the internet, you know, Black Lives Matter, and then the stop, don't sh- uh, hands up, don't shoot or whatever with the Parkland kids. Think all of that. Yeah, great. And then uh, being able to, you know, catch information on uh, on social media before even it hits fucking CNN because that's what they look at now. They don't really do any reporting. Do like, yeah, Just go. Twitter let's go. Like- let's go through our Twitter. I mean, the fact that an apology or a comment or a response can just be a tweet and not having to go in front of a microphone with a video and say, look, I'm sorry, I apologize, I said this, or this is what I meant, and you can just tweet, and that's that's your word, and that's what we take as official, that's that's nuts to me. I mean, that could be said about a lot of things. You know, like, um, you know, during during South by last year... Um, we got to wrap up soon, but go Yeah, ahead. no, no, I'll make this real quick. Yeah. But, you know, during South by last year, I played two, two big corporate events um, during South by, um, and... Uh, they were like, yeah, we're gonna have you know DJ so and so at this one event, and then this other this other company was like, we're gonna have DJ whatever whatever at this other party. <coughs> and both si- both times I was like, who are they? You know, mm-hmm. I've never heard of them. And they're like, yeah, you know, our company's really dead set on having them, and it was all because of social media numbers. So they have clout. They have uh, clout. Huge social media numbers. Yeah. That's so what like. Both times I opened for them, and like I just left. I just did what I, I just did what I do. You know what right. I mean? And then they just couldn't follow it. You know what I mean? And then both clients. I mean, it was just coincidental. They're like, dude, why did we even book those two other DJs? I'm like, and I and I said I could have told you that from the beginning. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you've been hating, though. No, I mean, it wasn't hating. They no, were, you would have been hating if you said, look, this motherfucker sucks. Yeah, yeah. No, don't don't look so at their Instagram the, followers. I mean, like, I mean, it's... Social media numbers does not equal talent. That's Yeah, I, I, mean, I that, totally agree. And, that, and everyone knows that. No, yeah. but no, that's the thing. The executives, people make decisions, don't know that shit. They look to younger kids and say, hey, uh, we, need a, we need somebody to do this event. Uh, who do you know... That's that's how that. And if they don't ask that question to people who are actually connected to that to that world, they just go by numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with with, with modeling now. Yes. There's like with modeling now where you know any kind of brand is trying to yeah, trying to they, do anything. Yeah, looking looking good does not cut it anymore. Right. Like if you have this chiseled look and you have the look that the brand wants. Yeah. That's all fine, but they they don't care about that. Like, I watched an interview where they interviewed, like, this model. We're like, yeah, you know, I got passed on a lot of work because I I didn't have 40,000 uh, 40, followers followers on, on Instagram. That's They're not even, like, like, modeling agencies and brands aren't even going to touch you until you have that number. 
it has nothing to do with your looks. I mean, yeah, that's important. But like, I have a dope podcast, but I don't have sponsors because I don't have crazy-ass download numbers. <laughs> we'll yeah, work I on mean, that. I know. Like, props to you for doing this because you're, you're in a space where it's wall-to-wall people that are doing this. Now, yeah, everybody in the mama got a podcast. And you know what's funny, too? And, and, and I'm not – I don't think the podcast world – and I, I'll close on this. Uh, I don't think the podcast world is um, is small at all. I think there's there's room for everybody, and I don't I don't think of it as competition. And there's a lot of people actually who've been on my podcast and starting their own podcast, which I think is dope. Um, and I I just think that you know the more the better, but my fear is that podcast becomes just what TV was back in the day where now yeah the entry the barrier of entry is very small everybody can do one and now advertisers are like all right where can we go and take control over this podcast because nobody's watching tv no more everybody's on netflix oh they're, and on, on, demand they're on to the next thing yeah yeah so i'm, I'm saying it, it it's gonna turn and i don't want podcasting to turn into that yeah where everybody got one now it's it's not it's not gonna be saturated but it's gonna get to a point where the people with the money are the one who are going to drive the the business and the the platform, which I don't I don't want that to happen. But anyway, you want to wrap up, man? I, I know we could talk for hours. Yeah. It's been an hour and a half, and I want you to come back more often. Sure. Now that I'm I, I my kid is one year old, and uh, I can't say that I'm freer, but you know, 2018 was kind of rough, and, and I'm glad 2019 got. Like personally, or just in general. Well, in, in general, with the baby, the surgery, and all that stuff. So he had a heart surgery in September. Oh, that I did not know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So now we added that. Good? Yeah, you it's see, good. Yeah, you saw, you saw me. He has all the energy really in the world. Good in here. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good now. But, uh, you know, 2019, uh, I definitely want to bring back the podcast. So what I'm keep, you know, maybe not as often as I would like. Um, but like I said, I like this new uh, format where we just shoot the shit. Like, you know, I didn't have an agenda. Not with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I mean, good. We can talk about whatever. Things I wanted to talk about, but we, you know, we could do this some other time. Yeah, you always got shit we want to talk about. We'll go for the record next time. Go for the record. You know what? What I want to do, like, I know this other podcast, they do like a, a 24-hour marathon where they just like, just, you know, set up the mics and just have people just rotate, just come through on the mic and start talking. I want to do that at some point. I think that'd be fun. I think that, that would be cool. You know? Like you raise money for something. And then you just have you catch you know, some of these people like after a gig or something. Or, I mean, you do it for twenty four hours. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, totally. But I'm just saying, you know, as far as content for those twenty four hours, you could maybe catch someone like after they've DJed yeah. or they like if they're in a band or whatever, or if they're like a nurse and like so what? So how did they go at the ER tonight? Like you do a twenty four hour party, and then there's a there's a podcast studio in the back, and whenever you want to come and get on the mic, just I wonder if you get a cop. I wonder like if they have to talk to someone. Before I don't think I don't think I know cops I know cops here I think that'd be fun. that'd be interesting I, I told I told them too Yo yeah real like like real quick like when I did that gala with APD like dude it, like you know you have like this preconceived idea of like what cops are uh-huh. and like the line for the awards at this gala was super long it, I mean they they gave like they, I think they handed out like over a hundred awards and I just did best something every time like no else? it was like it. It, it was crazy because most arrest, congratulations. No, no, it was Obviously like Bob. Like, no, it was like, <laughs> and 
they need to, they really need to trim it down because like it, it took a long time. I think they'll figure it out. But they were like, you know, the police, the, the officer would walk up on December or like whatever January fifteenth or whatever. You know, uh, Officer Smith answered the call in the fifteen hundred block of yada yada yada. Uh, this there was a person with a weapon um, threatening to kill themselves. You, you know, it, it just sure. went on and on. And so for that, he saved the guy, and for that, or arrested the guy. And so be it a medal um, of honor. Or so with that effort, Officer Smith gets the the blah 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 medal or whatever. But anyways, like there was a long line. And just hearing these guys clown on each other, it was just like, dude, they're just like regular people. So, <laughs> they were just like bagging on each other. And then there's one cop walks up to me and he's just like looking at my gear and he's just like, oh, turntables, huh? And I'm like, yeah, turntables. He's like, I got some CDJs. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, we're talking after this. And I was just like, it was just funny. He's like, I used the DJ. And I was just like. I, I, w- I would hope. I know a couple of cops. That I've, I've told them. I'm like, I would love to have you on. But, I mean, I, I like this 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 new format. I think it, it opens up a lot of topics. And uh, always, always got shit to say. So, again, Mel, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having me here. And uh, subscribe to the. By the way, where can people find your shit? On Twitter, it's at DJ Mel, and then at, on Instagram, it's um, DJ Mel takes pics. Or something. DJ Mel takes pics, and then of course you can go to djmel.com and find everything there. All right, good stuff. Uh, Thefeedback.com. This is where all the shows are, all the archives. They go deep, like four years deep. I found all kinds of people on. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, follow on on Twitter, Instagram, fe- uh, Facebook, all that good stuff. Thank you again for tuning in. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.